this journey of discovery. <laughs> Discover. Finding you and finding me. Finding you and finding me. Now that I have something, something special, special. Mm, to bring out the joy. Bring out the joy inside of me. Okay, I hope this sounds good because I'm adding it in. But welcome to the For Your Thoughts podcast where. Psychology, pop culture, and self meet. It's Penny and Nancy. I'm joined here by Lala Ware. Today is going to be a different episode. Well, not different, but I guess the format is going to be a little bit different than normally. Y'all already know Lauren, my roommate, Lala Ware. And normally, like, I do like my updates by myself. I was like, fuck it. Why not just do it with her? It's Friday. We ain't got shit to do. But this so um we're gonna get into updates so normally i'll do like my little updates and let's see so the song y'all just heard we we've definitely been watching a lot of netflix right oh my god yeah like all, all the new black the shows. New shows like i'm on season seven of girlfriends yeah and i'm on i'm still on season two but i'll pop in and watch with you and see yeah like but it's crazy because season seven it's when tony's off so i'm really not that interested no it got really weird like season five, six, six seven, it's it like started to get six. odd. When John became a neat girl. Yeah. I was like, it started oh, to get real weird. Yeah. But that was the, the theme song, The Half and Half. That's my favorite. I love that show so much. I, I never really got into the show. Up. Whenever it came, I remember the theme song because it would yeah. come on, but I never watched it. I'm not sure if so I, good. my parents turned it off or if I just didn't watch it. Did you just personally. probably didn't watch it. I feel like a lot of people really didn't watch that show, but I don't know why. It's actually really good. But it's really good, but it's also about two half sisters. Oh, you're into that. Like, so you could really relate to it in a sense. In a sense. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense. Okay. Well, um, let's see. Uh, My little update. I really don't have that many updates. My update is basically like, I feel like this end of the year is like super laser focused Mm -hmm. part of of it. Because it's like the summer was crazy. Everybody got thrown off. And now that it's like normal to us, I feel like for me personally, I'm like trying to focus on like my goals, what I have to do. And like now my goals look different because of this whole mm-hmm. pandemic. And so after like Tulum and then like going to DC and like traveling, stuff like that, it's like, okay, I'm not going anywhere until I go back home for Houston for the holidays. So until then, I'm just like on some like, let's focus, like, let's make sure that I end 2020 like in a really good note and make sure like I gave it all that I had to give. So that's what I've been up to. And have you thought about like what you want to do for New Year's since this year was so crazy? You know what oh I'm saying? God. Have you thought about that? No. I've been thinking are about like, that because it's people like, how are we still going to have a New Year's? We have to. I feel like New Year's this, Eve? I mean, yeah, I'm sure it's going to be like people just chilling at home, like stuff with their close friends and yeah. family. But I'm like, that's it's going to be an interesting countdown because of mm-hmm. how crazy 2020 was. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I don't really do resolutions though. Like, I don't really do, I don't, I'm not really into New Year's resolutions. Um, yeah, I just, I feel like I have the goals that I want for the year, but I don't know if it's like a resolution, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but I do think that because of everything that we have been through, my perspective is just so different. So I'm definitely going into 2021 with a whole new mindset. Tell us like, about it. I, I can't really. I like, don't know. I just explain it. You just feel different. Yeah, I just different. feel like. Yeah, I just feel like even now. It's just I. 
this was so unexpected. I feel like everyone probably can feel me on a sense of like, no one saw this coming. You know what Hell I mean? No. no one saw this coming. So it's just like to literally, literally, literally <laughs> be stuck at home. People are dying from a whole pandemic, from a whole sickness that no one heard of before. The whole world just stopped. We all had to literally like stop our whole lives, like and just change up everything. Like none of us has ever been through that mm-hmm. before, except our great, great, great grandparents. And they're not even like, you know, like yeah. but for us, that's not, that wasn't a thing. And so I just think that we take everything for granted. And I just think that now I just feel like I need to just live for the moment. And I also need to live for the future too. Yeah, like actually think about, and yo, think like about, why am I here? What do I yes. want to do with myself? Like Even just like everything from, I feel like especially being young, you know, just young and living in New York, think about even how we think about finding our apartments. We're just like, we're not going to sleep anyway. We use our apartments to like, you oh, know, but baby, now I'm but like, now he's like being thinking stuck about there and it's just like lighting, thinking think about, about space, all, all these kind of things, things that we always we're, we're so fast. It's always on the go and just always. But now it's like I have to slow down and really look at my life and look at what I'm working towards. Yep. But also but also still just be blessed for the moments that I have and even the people in our lives like. We went back to old school talking on the phone. Mm-hmm, like for hours, for literally. Hours. So I'm not even talking about anything. Like, that's what I used to do in high school with my friends. But, like, literally that, that's what we, and I like that. You know, actually. me and my best friends and you, Casey, and uh, Destiny do this. So y'all just be on, like, yeah. a three-way FaceTime, mm-hmm. just sitting on there. Just sitting there talking. And and so, it's, it's so beautiful. Yeah, and I, I like that. that. And mm-hmm. I feel like, because I wasn't here, like, I wasn't staying here. I was staying um, in Harlem with my aunt. So we will be, I will literally call, like I had my, my call log. We have a phone. Yes, we on the phone like, hey, like I'm making my rounds. Like, <laughs> not for real. So funny, but we definitely talk every, like damn near every day. But yeah, I definitely have my, like, I, because if I didn't talk to people, I would be, like, that would drive me crazy. That's true. Mm-hmm. And that, so I mean, you just never know what life brings because none of us knew that this was coming. So mm-hmm. you really have to prepare and think about, so what if this happens again? Like, what if this, like, you just need to have your steps of just like, okay, like, yeah, and just do it the best you can because everything is unpredictable in mm-hmm. life. But just if you just start to think things that we don't think about now, because we're like, we're too young to be thinking about stuff like that. Like, yeah, like it's the like way art. you live, like where you live is a big, and, and don't get me wrong. There are some young people who are like, hell no. Like I want, I've been thinking about I, that. I've been thinking about that. Whereas some is like, I look at it as I'm going to be doing my own thing anyway. And I'm always gone. I just need a place to lay my head. Yeah, I live in New York. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. So if I can get here, cool. But like now people are like, shit, I want a sunroof, but a sun can like shine <laughs> no, down I def- on me. I need windows. Like my I next spot, windows. like although we have windows, but I need like more, way more, more sun. sun. Sun makes such sun a difference. Sun makes such a difference. Like even like when I just walk outside, like I, my whole, my, mood like my just brain opens it. up or something. Yeah, it's it just lifts your mood. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so I just think that like, yeah, me going into 2021, is just like just a little difference with my mindset. I mean, I'm not with the new year, new me. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, no, I'm never. Me, but like, I just have different yeah. just and I'm getting older, too. Mm-hmm. I think we'll do the whole new year, new me because it's just like a marker of like 
a, a nice because some people don't take the time to like generally just reflect all the time yeah. it's a nice moment to like okay let's take a pause like let's mm-hmm. look back let's look forward so that's what I think like yeah people be doing you know yeah. um but I, another reason why I think it would I was like oh Lauren can be on this because she started her YouTube channel oh my god I <laughs> so I'm like that'd be really good y'all always are like laughing at her not in a bad way in a good way they think that she's hysterical they're probably like this girl is a high ass no mess. they think you're funny but um yeah so I'll put her YouTube link or like the link to her channel in the little description thing so y'all can subscribe watch all that stuff whatever um but what else so I've been like doing a lot of yoga hit which I'm obsessed with and oh, you can't read it because then you're gonna know what we're talking about. Which oh, I can't really read it. Okay, great. <laughs> like um, I see words. Yeah. Like. So I've been doing yoga hit, and I did want to say before we continue talking that like the guest for today is Melanie Nicole. She is my yoga hit instructor and my friend. She's actually like more than just like a yoga hit instructor. She's like almost like a wellness like entrepreneur guru of some sort. She's super duper dope. So that's who the guest is for later. Um, I just want to make sure that y'all know that. So stay tuned. If you're here for her, that's going to happen like in about 45, 30 minutes. But yeah. So what else? I feel like I've just been doing that. Um, chilling, like really thinking about like life and shit. Because yeah. it's like, that's all that we could do. You know, yeah. that, well, I do that shit anyway. But like for the most part, that's all I've been doing. Um, let's see. Maybe we can do that. And oh, I did want to talk about this new app though. So I, have you forgot? You've got have you gotten like a reading for like each of your like your placements? Like, hmm? like so you know you, you like you have your Moon and Leo. Uh-huh. You have your or I have my Moon and Leo, mm-hmm. my Capricorn rising, yeah, and then my Sun is Virgo. Yeah. So on this new app called Clubhouse. This girl, her name is Selma. Um, I actually went to high school with her. She was doing like these readings and stuff like that. And basically, when I told her my placement, she was like, "Ooh, girl!" And I was like, "What?" Like, I'm and I've that? never got that. She was like, basically saying how me having two Virgos. Oh, and my, I have another Virgo in Uranus, which I guess mm-hmm. is a big deal too. Having two Virgo placements means that I'm like a super perfectionist of some sort. And I was like. I think I knew that, especially when it comes to like, like work like this. Mm-hmm. I definitely am. Cause I'd be like, I don't want to put it out until I feel like it's perfect. Now I never think that anything is perfect yeah. and it's never going to be perfect, but I really be like, at least it could be the best that it can be. Um, but she was saying that I think that I'm like that in relationships too. So I was like, let me ask mm-hmm. my friend who knows me, y'all be looking for perfection in relationships. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think, and I, I, I don't think if maybe if I was like, like, not who I am, like, as a normal person. I feel like I don't look for perfection in people, period. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that you are definitely know, like, what type of guy you would want in your life, just like all of us. Mm-hmm. Like, you're like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to date that. You know? Yeah. What? Yeah. What I look like. But, but you don't strive for, no. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if that was the case. What, <laughs> <laughs> what you mean, sis? No, <laughs> What are you I just to say? Well, if that was the case, there's so many people would have got X'd. Like, but they did get from the, oh, Well, they did. Yeah. But, like, you wouldn't have... But I feel like it would have been like, nope. Oh, like, you would have talked to them and then instantly been like, nope. Yeah. True, true that, true that, true that, true that. But I just feel like the genuine person that you are, you're like, well... Yeah, I think that's what it is. Like, I'm super em- empathetic and, like, I see, like, at yeah. all sides of, like, people. So that's... So I think that can't stop. But 
to say that I did want to talk about the app Clubhouse because that's another thing um, a part of my update. So there's this new app and it's basically a platform where users can participate in different chat rooms on a wide range of topics. Um, and the thing is like the conversations are audio only and like when the combo finishes, it disappears forever. It's really hard to explain without someone being on it. But it's basically like only audio driven and there are different chat rooms and it's in the beta phase. So that means that it's not like out to the public yet. So I want to talk about it because I think it's really good for people who are like in like the industry and good for networking, period. And there's people on there who are in like finance, who are in like music, who are in film, TV, like all kind of different stuff. So, yeah. And people are describing it like a Soho house for social media apps because you have to get an invite to get in or people have to like nominate you to get in it and whatnot. And I think it's really good because it's like you don't have like pictures, you don't have words. All you have is like your voice in that moment. You can't prepare anything on Clubhouse, you know, your personality. Yeah. So it's like it's your personality. It's your voice. Um, It's off the cuff for the most part. And I've been sitting in on like some really dope, like honest conversations. Like one day it was like this like ADD room, like with a bunch of creatives that I I had no idea had ADD like me. I was like, dang. And it was like during the day. So what they do is like they sit on there and they'll have it and they'll like give tips for like working better. And one thing that I did learn that I've been using all week is to work in like 25 minute increments. So it's like put your phone away, put everything away for 25 minutes, like work, do whatever you can in those 25 minutes and take a break and then mm-hmm. go back and forth. So dope stuff like that. Then I was in a room last night that was wild. It was called <laughs> Hood Rat Shit with My Friends. And it was just like, cl- yeah, Love club, it. hood rat. Yeah, and literally it. it was like the club. Like it was, they were like, oh, it's shot o'clock. Everybody get their shot. Now I, I wasn't drinking because I just wasn't. Yeah. But did they have music were, playing? They, sometimes they do. Yeah. And it's like people just shooting they shot at people. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's really, really an interesting app. And if you do have the chance to download it, you definitely should. Like if you get an invite or whatever, um, you should get on there before it like goes public. So you can like bring your following up and stuff. And it's like really cool because you can just be in a room with like who popped in our room yesterday. Like I'm not sure if you know who Punch is from TDE. No. OK, well. Punch from TDE, I'm pretty sure some of y'all know. Like, he just popped into a room one day. And then, like, there people have been in rooms like Tiffany Haddish, just, like, random people that's just, like, how did I get Who here? Who is Tiffany Haddish? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what? It's just, like, how, it's, like, you know, it's just, like, being at, like, a, it's really industry and mixy as fuck. I'm not going to lie. But it also does have, like, this level of, like, realness that you can't even fake it on there. And if if people are faking it or whatever or capping, like, you can honestly tell. Because it's, like, being at a party. Yeah. And you can be, like. You fake as fuck, basically. <laughs> um, we so see yeah, straight through you. Exactly. Like we hear straight mm-hmm. through you. And I can just, I, you can just peep some of the stuff on there. So, and it's like a lot of people who I followed or something like that, but never like met them in person. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like I feel like I'm meeting them in person. Some of them, they cool. Mm-hmm. Some of them, I'm like, no. you really, you really ain't all that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to talk about that because I just thought it was like a super dope app. And just the way that social media is going, period. And like all the scary stuff that we've been learning about it and stuff like that. Oh, I think yeah. it's like I a, still haven't watched that actually. Yeah, the I social dilemma. I think it's an app that's gonna kind of like bring Dying. the um like the realness back to like social media, hopefully. Cause it could turn mm-hmm. into a shit show too. Yeah. Like who knows how it's gonna work. Um but yeah. Or people could be like, ooh, and then go back to their regular schedule program. What do you mean? Like like I feel like people will probably watch it. Like it could go this way of like people being like, Oh my god, like shook. 
shooketh. Like when they get on there? Like when they watch it. Oh, oh, you're talking about the movie. I'm talking about the social oh, dilemma. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Got you. Yeah, because I was saying, because you were saying hopefully that changes people's... Oh, no, I was saying hopefully that, hopefully this new app is like a better... Oh, but yeah. but no, but still, but what you're saying too... Oh, okay, sense. I thought you were saying with the social... So yeah, so with the social dilemma, I feel like people will watch it and be shook and be like oh my god yeah and no once, for real and maybe for a couple of days they might think about how they're using social media and how they're using the internet and then it's gonna go back to normal you know it's crazy what i was like was there any you haven't seen it yet but there really was no black people there, there was like one black person on there on where on that on the documentary oh like really? talking about it and i was just like can I trust this? Right. Because, because there's definitely black people who work at Google. Exactly. That that could have definitely tapped in. And, and also, yeah. I feel like we have different experiences on the app. It's like, we have our own yeah. little world, like on Twitter exactly. and on like... Black Twitter. Shade. Did yeah. they talk about black Twitter? No. They sure did. And black Twitter makes up everything social. They did. Because it starts up black Twitter and then it, it transcends to other apps. Yeah, no, seriously. Other, like, that's like literally the internet is black Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they didn't. So, but it's still a very good uh, documentary, I guess, just to like understand like where your data is going and all that type of stuff. So you're not like tricked into like buying shit, like mm-hmm. random stuff. Um, But yeah, I think those are my updates. I don't think, yeah, I've literally just been like focused on like what I have to do for my future and um, chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got any updates you want to share with the people? Well, Before as you know, on? I'm starting my YouTube channel. Oh, yes. Um, I really don't have that many updates. I mean, okay, is it just me or has the month of October moved very quickly? It's like I feel fast. like I blinked my like each day I blink my eyes and I'm into the next day. Yeah, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel like the days are running away from me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what kind of hocus pocus <laughs> this is. Some heebie-jeebie shit's going on. But honestly, we're on October, y'all. It's like it's October sixteenth. Yeah, we're we're like mid. October. But it it literally was just like September 30th. Yeah, that means the end of the year is going to fly by really fast. So that's why I'm like, man, I'm not going into this new year with no regrets on any on any spectrums at yeah. all, like nowhere. So that's crazy. That's so wild. I mean, I've just been trying to deal with like trying to do everything that I need to do before the day ends because mm-hmm. um I blink and, uh, and the day is over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've just been kind of like working on fixing up my youtube channel also debating it's not even a debate it's really just this whole looking into like acting school oh yeah you'd be really good at that and so i've been just doing my research with that um yeah that's pretty much what i've been and just trying to like get my life mm-hmm, as we all are mm-hmm. okay we're gonna go on to the next topic which will be change Okay, this week for change, I want to highlight Taraji P. Henson, and her um, organization is called Henson, the Henson Boris Lawrence Henson. Wait, okay. It's called the Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation. And basically, it's like a foundation for uh, mental health awareness. But what's really going on is she just got a new show with Facebook 
And I was kind of salty because one of my segments is called Peace of Mind and the new show is going to be called Peace of Mind, but it's okay. But it's going to like highlight basically uh, mental health stories from celebrities, actors, athletes, um, just like people, I guess, of power and like their struggle with mental health and like how they overcame it. And I just thought that that was really, really cool because we need more shows like that. Kind of like Red Table Talk, you know, but like more so geared towards mental health specifically. I just want to shout out to Taraji P. Henson. And she's always like an advocate for mental health. I believe that her brother, don't get me to lying, but I think it's her brother um, went through a lot of like PTSD after the Vietnam War. And that's why she's so big on mental health. So shout out to Taraji P. Henson. And that show, I think it's going to come out in 2021. That's what it looks like from what I'm looking at right here. But yeah, each episode will focus on a different mental health topic. Um, and I'm excited for that. Any thoughts? Go Taraji. No, for real. That's super duper dope. And I'm excited for that show and just for like more shows like that. Yeah. I feel like when things like that happen, it like lets me know that what I'm doing like makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause I feel like I've been thinking about this since I was like 16 years old. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And back then, no one really gave a fuck about mental health and stuff like that but now it's like people like her are creating that space to show like hey we need this content and hey it's actually gonna work yeah for like you know if i want to like sell a show or something like that so yeah shout out oh, to that's an P. amazing idea mm-hmm. shout out to her we're gonna move on to the next topic and y'all uh melanie is gonna be later in the episode so make sure y'all stay tuned for her interview we're gonna move on to pen pal letters but for pen pal letters you know sometimes we switch it up and we have lauren tell us what's been going on in her dating life and I thought that this story was like really important because one thing I took away from this was like how her and old boy that y'all about to hear about had like different communication styles and I feel like we always talk about how like zodiac signs don't match you know we talk about how all these things don't match but we don't talk about how communication styles don't might not match your attachment styles might not match Mm -hmm. which is what me and Melanie will be talking about later as well so this that's like where the, I guess the lens I want y'all to look at the story from. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we're about to get into that right now. Okay, let's hear about this. And shout out to Hinge though. Shout yeah. out to Hinge. <laughs> right. Shout out to them. <laughs> um, so basically like in June, I started like talking to this dude that I matched with on Hinge. He was talking for a little minute. On Hinge, we met in person. It was cool. We started being getting intimate with each other. Um, I was really starting, you know, to like him. He came to my house. We were gonna hang out. We were gonna go to like we were gonna get dinner, but he came over. And so he he had a phone call and I told him that he could come in whenever he was done with his phone call. So he was like outside, just like talking on the phone. He was literally outside for a good, like 30 minutes to, it felt like an hour. It was probably like 20 minutes, probably less than that, but it felt like a minute. He was just outside talking on the phone. So he comes back and he's all like sad and depressed. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? So he starts telling me how he just left his ex house of last year because she had stuff for him. And I was like, what? And he's just like, he yeah he was just basically like 
He just left his ex house. He wants to be transparent with me about what's going on. You know, they broke up and she decided to randomly hit him up. And so he decided to go over there, get his stuff. But she didn't. And he had a question for her of what went wrong. She didn't want to answer it. He left. And so he came back to my house all depressed and sad. So I thought that was a little weird. I was trying to like be there as a friend and like give my advice. But at the same time, I was thinking like, what the fuck? Why are you up here sulking over another woman while you're at my house? That's so weird. Anyway. That's why I don't be on Hinge. I'm just kidding. I've heard great Hinge stories as well. But continue. That was just so weird. So I'm just like, okay, so you're like sulking over this other woman. Okay. So we go get dinner. The day, I mean, the date was fine. And I feel like after that day, things started to get weird. So I feel like that following, that was like a Wednesday. That following Friday, I texted him. He didn't respond. I'm like, okay. Later that night, I was like, oh, well, let me just call him. No answer. So I'm like, okay. The day went by, never heard from him. Saturday morning, he was like, I'm going to call you in 10. I'm like, okay. He never called. He never called. So like that Sunday, I literally sent him a text message and I pretty much was just telling him like, look, I don't know how you communicate, but how I communicate, you know, I just, what did I, I don't even remember what I said. Cause I don't even remember. I don't even have it. So basically, it was just like so, a, so basically you said, you said that like, he left your house for an emergency, right? Oh, he left. Oh my god, I didn't even tell. I didn't even. I missed that part. How you missed that part? Wait, what did you say? Like you, he left to go hang out with his friend or go check on his friend. Oh my, I forgot that part, y'all. What's back up? Yeah, I only told the part. Okay, yeah, I missed that part. I missed that part. So we went to dinner, and then with the, with dinner, he ended up telling me like we he was telling me about how his friend was going through a breakup and like he was showing me the messages of what the girl was saying to his friend and he wanted my advice about it and I'm just trying to help out with that so we get to dinner and we literally t- change the topic and he gets a phone call from his friend and his friend is literally like I need you to come pick me up and he's all like well where are you and He's like, I'm going to send you the location right now. Like, I'm going to send you the location. And so he's like, um, so he's like, okay, I'll come get you. So he gets off the phone with his friend and his, and he's like, my friend never asked me to do things like this for him. That kind of scares me because I know he's going through a lot. So I need, I'm so sorry. I need to be there and get him, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay. So like. We go back to my house and then he leaves and go meets up with his friend. And then when I asked him, oh, when I asked him, I was just like, so how's your friend? He's like, he'll be okay. We just sat by the lake and we just sat by the lake and talked. I'm like, what? So you left me to go sit by the lake with some nigga to talk about his feelings? Wow. Okay. So, yeah, I totally forgot that part. That happened. And then that Thursday, we talked, like we were texting. 
Um, that Friday is when he ignored me. I didn't talk to him at all. And then I literally, and then that Saturday he texted me like, I'm going to call you in 10 minutes. He never did. And then Sunday is when I sent the message about communicating and just my style of communicating and how I don't like that. Like, don't like what? Like, I just don't like, if I'm texting you, at least just Mm -hmm. say something back. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying text me within, like, as soon as I text you, text me back. But, like, the fact that, like, you didn't text me that whole day after I actually reached out to you mm-hmm. is rude to me. And then Saturday, you're like, you're going to call me in 10. If you're not going to call me in 10, don't even say that. Mm-hmm. Like, what? And so I feel like, for me, I'm like, all right, whatever. So I let him know, like, we're getting to know each other, like, you know, you don't know how I communicate, just like I don't know how you communicate, but I don't like being left on red. And then you turn around and be like, I'm going to do something. And then, you, yeah, you know, it's just, it's rude, a little rude to me. And so he said back, you know, he started saying how he really enjoys dating me and that he needs to work on how he communicates because everyone tells, I'm not the only one who have brought this to his attention. His mom tells him this, um, his friends tells him this, and he's going to work on communicating. But when he feels, what did he say? He says something like when he needs to clear his mind, he doesn't respond to people, yeah. basically. And, th- and that's a lot of people. Yeah. That's me sometimes too. Like a lot, a lot of times, like, I don't, it's not that I don't want to respond back to somebody. It's just like, when I'm in the, like, if I know what I want to say and I'm in the right headspace or whatever the case may be, or I might just be doing something. It's just like, oh, I missed your message. But it's mm-hmm. like, it's nothing against that person. Like, it's not like I wouldn't want anyone who I'm talking to or texting to think that, oh, she don't like me because she wrote back to me two days later, because that's not really the case, especially if it's nothing urgent. If it's like on some, if it's just like a casual whatever, then, you and, know, and, and that's what I'm saying. It's different. And that's why dudes. I brought that up. Yeah. And they they kind of were like, no, if a guy, if you if someone likes somebody, they're not leaving them for two days. No, I've liked someone. I, I've loved somebody. Yeah, but you have a but that's a problem. And no, we talked about that. No, but it doesn't that, but that, make it no, right. No, it doesn't make it right. And I don't think either, I don't think the way that you like you expecting someone, especially expecting somebody that early to do that is right either. You know what well, I'm saying? No, no, no. Like, I expect I don't if you don't talk to me for a whole day, I didn't text you and you didn't text me, I don't care about that. I'm just saying that if I hit you up and I was hitting him up on some like, are you good? Because he was real sad on Wednesday. So if I'm hitting you up, you don't respond to me. I even call you on some like, are you good? And you don't answer. That is rude. That is rude. Because at this point, we have formed intimacy. No, it's it is it is rude. So I I don't. It's not that I'm. But then I'm like, I'm not. I'm not expecting the world. I'm just expecting no, you're not to get a text back. No, it's not and the world. Should, yeah, no, and and, and the nigga should. should. And you know, like the nigga shouldn't most definitely text back. Like I would never like whoever you're talking to, whatever. But I'm saying some people, it's like. Well, we can't even make nothing. it. No, we can't. But even for make him, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not you know, and, and, and oh, and no, and I'm not talking about him. Yeah, I'm talking about general, it in a general thing for like the conver- the bigger conversation. I'm not talking about him. And and see, yeah. that's the reason why I brought it to his to his acknowledge. I acknowledge the fact that I don't know how he communicates. Yeah, that's why I did that. 
Because for him, he might think like you, like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be rude yeah. or whatever. So I had to let him know if if we are dating, you have to know that I don't like that. Yeah. And then I didn't know that you, you know, operated like operated that. that way. So that's why I wanted to bring it because at the you, end of as the you day, should, you should definitely bring it up. Like, yeah, you and bring that's it up why I brought that up on communicate it. We don't know. And I'm not trying to like jump down your throat and be like, my nigga, like, mm-hmm. where you been? Why you <laughs> No, I'm not trying to be like crazy like that. I'm just trying to say that like we don't know. So like this is how I communicate. I do not I'm not liking the way this is going right now. So like what's up? And he kind of acknowledged that and was just like, you know, I apologize. I don't want you to think that is anything with you. I enjoy dating you. Blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all, all right, right. Talk, talk, talk. all that talk. So I'm just like, okay, cool. Like we have an understanding. <laughs> Great. So, uh, I feel like we were talking all the time, but then <sighs> it's just been a lot of back and forth between me. I don't even know what comes first and what comes last, but I do know mm-hmm. that after that combo, that text combo that we had, you know, like he started like texting me or whatever but I noticed that he wasn't doing the good morning text anymore like he used to I noticed things just started to change and I'm just like okay whatever and then I noticed that he would do the same shit that I told him about so like as far as like if I did say something to him if we were texting and I texted him he would not respond like I wouldn't hear from him for days Type stuff like that. You know, his, him not responding. He went on some other shit. So he would do the same thing. I'm just like, but what the hell? Like, no. We actually kind of we stopped talking. Oh my god! So we stopped talking for like two weeks. I think it was. We stopped talking for like two weeks. It's like, all right, wow. Um, and on some like miscommunication, I don't even know what it was on, but we stopped talking. And so one night I was getting ready to go to L.A. and I had a flight in Jersey and I was going. It was like a Sunday. I was flying to L.A. But that Saturday I I went out for my friend's birthday. Right. So I had a lot to drink. Girl was lit. So (laughs) I randomly have not talked to this man in two weeks. I randomly hit him up on some like, remember you said you'll be there for me if I needed anything? Well, um, uh, can you take me to the airport? Now, mind you, I wasn't expecting for him to even like respond to me because I know that's like really crazy. Do you know this man responded and was like, what time? Cool, I'll be there. He came over. Picked me up to take me to the airport, and I was just like, "I'm so confused." No, and that, and this is so. This is not about him. This is about the bigger picture here. We're sticking to the bigger picture here. Yeah. This is why I say that. Like, first of all, like the whole communication thing. Like, if you if you didn't like it from the jump, like that should have been like a cut. Right. Period. Because that's just not. If that's not what you like in this moment, what you need, and it's not rocking for you, then that's that on that. Second of all. How he just popped up and like he'll just like 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 once the subject was completely changed and he had a reason to like talk to you, it's like he was there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like the communication that was happening that was like faulty or bad doesn't mean that he's not like there. He might not be as interested as you would want have wanted, wanted him to be or like thought that he was, 
but also it's still like y'all are still like dating, you know, and like friends. Does that, does that, does that make no, sense? No, he's not my friend because if he was or my no, friend, then. I'm talking about he, then. Like no, but that's what I'm saying. Even then, or it's like, getting to know each other. Yeah, us getting to know each other. There's no man. If a man is interested in you, they would not have moved the way he moved. No, okay, but but that's what I'm saying. I said it's like a level. Like some some dudes might they might like you. They might think that you're real cool. Whatever the case may be, they're interested in you, but like it's not. It it could have nothing to do with you, but it's just like they're not trying right. to do all that. Like they're not trying to have those expectations like on them to have to send you the good morning text or respond well, when don't you want keep, to. Don't make don't start a vibe that you can't maintain. And they my start, boy. I mean, and they no, they shouldn't. They That's shouldn't they at do. all. And they I also, tell him to do that every day. No, exactly. And then, but then also once they realize, oh, I can't do this, they they just will stop doing it. And then when like you like be like, oh, like what's up? Like what's going on? They're going to be oh, my bad, I'm sorry. Try to tell you what you want to hear to make the situation better in that moment. Although they're probably, like, high-key bullshitting and then end up doing the same thing again, you know? Well, because what happened was, in that car ride to the airport, we talked about everything. And he started saying how he called me and I didn't answer. And then I was on social media and he was like, wow, bet. Like, she's on social media. I just called her. Manipulative as fuck. Right. And, like, <laughs> wow. I... So then... Like, oh, you called me one time, my nigga. You can call me again. And then he did call me again one time, and I didn't answer. And when I called him back, y'all, he never answered. So that was so, so this was in between the it. two weeks. This was this was in the two mm-hmm. weeks things. It's like this is all childish to me. So one, I never got a phone call from you. It's just like I don't even believe you really called me, but okay. But you're trying to say that I didn't answer your phone call and that you saw me on social media. So then you decided, nah, fuck it. Like, I'm just, whatever. Then he calls me randomly the next week. And I call him back. He doesn't answer. I don't talk to him. Now he's sitting in the car like, yeah, you know, I, I, can, can, I can admit that that was a bitch move for me to do. I shouldn't have done that. Like, it was miscommunication. But I should have just reached out to you instead of being petty. And I apologize. <laughs> Blah blah blah, and I'm just like, okay. And he's just like, yeah, it was it was wrong for me to do, because I'm like, you practically ghosted me. And he was like, no, how can I ghost you when I'm right here? You did, and you came back from the dead, but okay. So yeah, he draws me off. So it while I was in LA, in Miami. We were talking like he was back to doing that good morning thing. He was like talking to me like like normal, like I don't know. So then in Miami, we were talking, and so oh my god. So then, y'all. So in Miami, he Facetimed me right. So we're on FaceTime and I was like, okay, well, can you pick me up from the airport when I get back to New York from Miami? He was like, yeah, I got you. And I was like, all right, well, I haven't booked my flight, but when I book my flight, I'll let you know. He was like, all right. So I booked my flight, right? And I texted him the deets to my flight. Well, he never responded. Y'all, my flight was for that Sunday. I had texted him on a Thursday. Friday went by, he didn't say anything. Saturday went by, he didn't say anything. Sunday is literally the day that I'm supposed to leave. He calls me. 
And he's just like, your flight's um, on Sunday, right? And I'm like, it is Sunday. He's like, yeah, it's like tonight, right? I'm like, yes, but what the hell? Like, I have not heard from you. You didn't even confirm that she was picking me up. I was just about to just get an Uber home at this point. He was like, no, I I told you I would pick you up and I'm going to be there. I forgot to mention in this story that when I met him, he was a firefighter. They have the craziest schedule. It's not that crazy, actually. But at the time, his schedule was crazy. And then he decided he was going to do, which is really, really amazing and good. He's in med school. So he had just started med school around the time that I left for L.A. So, yeah. So he was like, I've been studying, blah, blah, blah. This is all I've been doing this weekend. I'm sorry um, if you felt like I haven't been talking to you. But, you know... I've just been like studying, but you know that I'm going to be there to pick you up from the airport. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, cool. At the end of the day, study. Do you. I just didn't get confirmation that she was even picking me up from the airport. I I didn't Mm -hmm. know if I should be getting an Uber or if you were going to be there. Like, because you never just say, cool, got it. Mm -hmm. You could have at least said, I got your itinerary. Cool. Mm -hmm. But you didn't. So he was like, I apologize, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whatever. And I felt like in that moment, I was annoyed. So I hung up the phone, like, on mm-hmm. someone's phone. I'll talk to you later. And then from there, I don't know, he started, like, sending me all these texts. He started calling. I was on the phone with you. He was like, I got He I got off the phone to talk to him because he called me back. Mm-hmm. He was really trying to, like, he was like, and I'm, and I'm like, really trying to, like, plead his case because I guess he didn't believe that I was like over it mm-hmm. or whatever. So I'm like, no, it's fine, whatever. Get in the, so he picks me up. He was there. We get in the car. Um, and we talk. And I feel like, mm-hmm. huh? He just apologized again or something. Well, he said, well, so what's on your mind? And I'm like, and I really was like, it's just like, I, I sound like a broken record with him right I just feel like a broken record with him I should not have to teach a man I should not have to keep telling a man Hell a grown-ass no. man how I want to be treated like what that's insane that does not happen that should not happen but it's just like he's like so what's on your mind I'm like no he's like no 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 I could tell something's on your mind and I'm just like honestly it's just like weird it's like and I kind of started telling him it's like at the end of the day I shouldn't have to it shouldn't have to be all these conversations. It shouldn't have to me feel like I'm chasing you. Like, what the fuck? I don't do that. Like, he's like, no, you, he was like, you're not chasing me. And I'm like, it's just, at the end of the day, I know I was always taught that if a man wanted to be with you, they would be with you. There would be no questions asked. Yeah, why don't you hard. take that lesson? You never take be, that lesson for what it is. It and for some reason, when somebody does, sidebar, when somebody does, actively like you and actively pursue you you push them away and that goes into like the whole like what we're talking about later like attachment styles and how it's like learned a lot of times by like your parent or like most times like from like your dad either you're gonna want if you had like a a secure type of like back and forth with your dad like that's what you would that's what you want or Mm -hmm. even if it's like a bad even if it's a bad one it's like you either steer away from that or you gravitate towards that so you guys are listening to the For Your Thoughts podcast where psychology, pop culture, and self meet. 
Today, I have a very special guest. Um, I would say that she's my yoga hit instructor, but honestly, I feel like she's so much more. Um, you're a wellness coach of some sort, and you are like an entrepreneur of wellness. I don't even know how to like describe your title, but um, so I'll let you do that. But we have Millie Nicole here. I met her, honestly, well, I met her at a yoga brunch, but I found her on Instagram. So for everyone who thinks that like not posting your, like posting your stuff doesn't work, or if you're like struggling with like, I guess, sharing your work or whatever, continue to share it. Someone's going to see it because I saw Melanie's stuff on like my explore page. And I was like, oh, cool. It's a yoga brunch. Like that sounds fun. Like mimosas, wellness, like that's what's up. And I pulled up and I met some like amazing people, met Melanie. And then like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I'm like obsessed with yoga hit. They know that my audience knows I've been talking about it for like since we started doing it. So yeah. So Melanie, what's up? Hey girl. Hi, yes, how are I'm you? I'm good. I'm good. Enjoying this Friday, ready to like turn up a little bit later, but I'm good. Yes, yes. definitely. Mm-hmm. Pour a glass of wine and just kick it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yep. So thank you for the intro. Um, my name is Melanie. I currently live in Bedsty. Um, and so yeah, I feel like you described me pretty well. Um, my first love, I'm an advocate for educational equity. And so I'm a consultant where I partner with schools to increase the joy of reading and literacy proficiency. I love that. Um, Yeah. And then I'm like also working on creating a social emotional curriculum and writing books for kids in wellness in schools to do yoga and meditation um, to teach them those skills like early on in life. So then they can stay true to their center, connected to their light. Um, and just like, you know, be able to identify their feelings and know healthy coping skills to like work through those feelings mm-hmm. so they can stay centered. That's like my, like what I do fully during the day. And then I'm also, like you said, um, just a brand new woman entrepreneur building my wellness business. So it's all about, um, the alignment with your mind, your body and your soul. And, um, I guess we'll get into this a little bit more, like how I got here in my journey. Um, But I really just want to empower my clients to tap into their full capacity and elevate to their highest frequency so they can truly walk in their purpose and share their light and the gift that God gave them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so through my work, I feel like it's a combination of your mind um, your body, of course, and your your spirit. And when all of those things are in alignment, um, you love yourself and you just glow and you vibrate higher and you can really lock, live in your purpose. Um, so that's like my mission with my clients with wellness. <laughs> so I love that. I love the, um, the thing about um, like the book with the kids and stuff like that and like wanting to teach them like, you know, emotional wellness and spiritual wellness. I definitely have like always thought about like a cartoon or something that kind of teaches the kids how to express their feelings, you know, stuff like that. We weren't taught that enough. And I feel like the next generation should definitely be taught that. So we are going to have to talk about that like offline for sure. I really want to know your thoughts more about that. That's so dope. I love that. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I wish I had that as a kid. Um, And so I feel like part of what we're here to do is to give ourselves what we needed in our childhood, you know, mm-hmm, for sure. <laughs> so, um, okay. So I feel like we just like vibrate on the same frequencies, like outside of like, you know, the wellness thing and everything like that. I just feel like you're just like a bad bitch, honestly, like you're super cool. <laughs> you're super cute. And I really want to know like, who were you before this? So I know who I was before, you know, I really started to like tap in and, you know, like, um, like heal and stuff like that. Like who were you before this and like what brought you, to wanting to do this like in this space, not even like as a person who wants to heal, but as a person who wants to like help people heal. 
to like walk me through like where you were to who you are today personally and then we'll go from there yeah definitely um so I feel like as a little girl I was always um super expressive I was always involved in arts and movement and like um I was always an athlete and I feel like without knowing movement and expression through the body um, was healing me in during those times. And I didn't even notice. Mm -hmm. And it was actually until 2011, um, I decided to do teach for America and they placed me in Miami to teach in little Haiti. Um, Beautiful experience, loved my families, loved the work. Um, But during that time, I felt like it was my first time after college where I was immersing myself in my career And I was giving everything to my community and my families. And I realized at one point, like I wasn't pouring into myself. Um, And so pretty much I felt like every night I would come home, I would get home, I would like drink a bottle of wine and I would just like eat and I like gained all this weight. And I just was vibrating very low. And I knew that this wasn't sustainable, like that kind of lifestyle, especially with the work that I wanted to continue to do. So I remember like one day I like packed a gym bag and I said like, after work, like the first studio I drive by, I'm going to go in. So I was like, I don't care if it's spin, if it's CrossFit yoga. And so it happened to be a Bikram yoga studio. And so I was like, sure. So I pulled in the parking lot and I was like, Mm -hmm. all right, I grabbed my bag and I walked in and I was like, hi, like I want to take yoga. And she was like, well, it's 90 minutes. Like, it's in 110 degrees. We started a challenge every day. You have to come to yoga for 30 days. Are you down? And I was like, absolutely. Like I'm like zero to a hundred with like anything. Yeah. In my life. Like, I'm trying to like work on like, you know, that build up. But so I like committed that day. And basically for 30 days, I went to Bikram yoga every day. I basically changed my whole diet to vegan. And I just noticed the difference with how my body felt, my mind, my emotions, my relationships started to be a little bit more fluid and joyful. Um, And so I just really noticed a whole shift in my life that was only for the better. And so that's when I kind of fell into my practice. And it was the first time I did an exercise or movement that really made me connect spiritually. And like, also it just like changed a lot, like my mental, my spirit, everything. Um, And so I loved that. And then it wasn't until 2016, I was engaged and um, I lived with my partner in Miami for about six years and we called off our wedding two months before. Um, and then I basically like picked up my life and, and for good reasons, like mm-hmm. he's amazing. Okay. We just weren't the right people for each other right then. And we also just individually had work to do and growing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we knew it was the best thing for both of us. Um, actually, my last day living in Miami, we got a matching tattoo and it's a feather. And it says we're letting each other go to be like our happiest self. Oh, and it doesn't that. say that. Yeah, but it's like the mm-hmm. feather represents like us like floating and going and just being who we're meant to be. Yeah, because a lot of the times it's like when you let go of relationships or when, you know, a breakup, it kind of like always ends bad and then it leaves like a sour mm-hmm. note. And, you know, people like talk ill on their exes and stuff like that. But I love to hear stories mm-hmm. where it's like natural to like for things to end and like let people go and like take whatever, you know, that was a part of your journey and like keep it going, you know, and for y'all to have a tattoo. That's so dope. I love that. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. And trust me, there was a lot of like, 
ups and downs and dark days, but like we both knew it was the best thing for our individual selves, mm-hmm. you know? And so to me, that was one of the first times I really it actually experienced in human form, like unconditional love mm-hmm. of like you love someone so much, but you know that like it, you won't be right or happy with each other, you know? And it's like bigger than you. Yeah. Um, so that happened, but then I moved up North and my life just completely changed because I kind of delved into this healing journey and I was going to therapy every Tuesday, Thursday, I was in yoga every day. I was like going to women's circles in the city. Like there was women that were like, just went through divorces or broken engagements or like long-term relationships. And we would like sit in this circle and just like tell each other story. We would tell each other things that helped us heal. And it was cool to like know that I wasn't alone in this and that I could try other things other women are trying. And it might not work for me because everyone's different, but I had a toolbox to like choose from, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so through that like healing process, I really learned that like I had to go through this. I didn't love myself within. I was scared to be alone. And so I was getting into very codependent relationships that weren't necessarily the healthiest for me at that time. Um, And so I just like started unpeeling back the layers and realized like my reality, everything I was going through was a reflection of everything that was happening inside of me. Yeah. And if I poured into self and I was low key forced in a, a moment of solitude where people were stripped from my life, like friends family, like my ex fiance. And like, it was a place where I feel like was much needed because being in solitude taught me more about who I am and what I need and what I want and how to fill myself up. So I'm not relying on outside people to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And through that journey, it's basically when I was like, okay, I've learned so much and I'm still learning, but I need to share this knowledge. And the same way those women helped me or I would read books, um, self-help books or whatever it was, like the same way I received that knowledge and it helped me elevate and heal. um, I just wanted to, I knew part of my purpose was to help people in similar ways or to be assistance and serve while they're trying to heal. Mm -hmm. So like you mentioned, like you could tell that you were vibrating low, which is what led you to you know, just like running up on Berkham Yoga Studio. So (laughs) how can you just describe to somebody who might not know the difference? You know, people are stuck in spaces for so long that it's their reality and they don't even know what anything else feels like. How can you explain to somebody what like vibrating low like looks like and feels like if you can describe it in any way? Yeah. So I think number one, we're all on different frequencies. Yeah. So you know, what feels low for me might not necessarily feel low for someone else because that just might be the frequency in which they vibrate on, right? But for me, I'm very like um, energetic. I have a lot of energy. I'm usually like uh, out and about. I'm a, very, I'm a mover. I navigate this world through feelings. Um, and I feel like knowing these certain qualities about myself and knowing and noticing when I've lost certain sparks. So maybe it's yeah. like I was sleeping way more than like I would ever sleep or maybe I wasn't motivated to remember I said move my body or dance or create art right and that's something that healed me and brought me joy and so questioning like why am I not doing the things that bring me joy right Mm -hmm. Um, 
noticing a difference in my daily pattern. Like I said, like sleeping more, I was drinking a bottle of wine like a night. So it's like, okay, like why am I, you know, that's like, something that you... like I never, never did before. You yeah. Know? Like, and, um, just feeling too, like I was always like questioning myself. I didn't, I felt like my throat chakra was closed. I would just take notice, like more awareness. I was starting to like be aware of me and spaces and how I'm moving and what I'm doing and how my daily routine looks and just how I'm feeling. So another part is like journaling, like literally like if like not feeling happy and joy or feeling loved, you know, and just like documenting what are you feeling today? Of course, emotions and feelings are not good or bad. We don't judge them. They just give us information so we know how to persevere, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I think what you can take note of is patterns, right? And like, um, and then really being clear on like, what is the life you want to live? And like, is that happening right now? Right? Like, if I'm sleeping all day, am I really experiencing life truly? Right? True. If I'm fighting with like my girlfriends, like, maybe there's something that's going on with me that I'm projecting and like, um, and so just noticing that there is relationships that have shifted, noticing personal behavior on like a daily basis or on a long term. Um, and noticing like if you're doing things in your life that bring you joy and when you stop doing those things, then you need to like, pull, like I said, pull back those layers and ask more questions. Mm -hmm. I would say like for me, like I always look back onto personally, just this is just me. I feel like mm -hmm. my high school and like college days, early college days, I know that I was like vibrating at like the highest frequency because like I had no doubts, you know. I was going mm -hmm. for everything that I wanted to do, although it was way younger and like way more naive or whatever. But still, I could tell that there was a difference when like, like, like you said, like, like the uh, the throat chakra, like I wouldn't speak up normally, which that's that's unlike me to not speak up, you know, in my natural mm -hmm. like frequency and state. So when I started to notice those things, that's when I was like, hmm, like something's not right here. Let's right. like figure out what's going on there. But that leads me yeah. to um 21 day shed like because you're saying like you learned all of that with um like your support support groups and stuff like that so you kind of created your own program and your own thing so mm -hmm. tell people about that for sure so and like one of the biggest things just to piggyback what I learned is like we're all going to go through hardships in life and we're going to go through things that feel like we're struggling. Mm -hmm. And so yoga kind of taught me to surrender in the now because I feel like as humans, when we try to control things, that's when we create suffering in our life. And there's like a divine plan and a timing. And like, if we just relax and release and like tap into that frequency of ease, then things are more in alignment and they come to us that are for us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of learned to like trust and surrender. And then when I learned that, I was able to think about this is what I want to do and kind of leap into the dark and like honor the love and the strength that's in me mm -hmm. um, and like surrender. So like life can just flow. And so coronavirus happened and I was at home and I was like, you know, not going to Equinox because it closed and I wasn't like working out and I was just eating and just like once again, sleeping and starting to vibrate low. And, you know, I was like, you know, for me personally, I don't have kids. So I'm like, I have all this time at home. I want to get back into some kind of alignment, you know, and like shed some of these things that I picked up during coronavirus that are not the best habits and shed some things that maybe have been in my life for a while that are holding me back from really like thriving. 
Um, and so I was like, okay, so mind, body, and spirit as like teaching yoga and fitness and moving the body is super important to move that stuck energy. So you um, can let life inside and out. And so I was like, okay, well, I can run every day cardio 30 minutes or like do some kind of cardio. Um, one of the things I'm trying to incorporate in my life is like meditation. So stillness, uh, stillness, and that mm -hmm. brings clarity. Um, and then also like the first way to like raise our um, vibration is like what we put in our body, our food. Um, so I was like being on like a cleaner diet and then journaling and like having a support group where we can meet every week and just talk about and reflect on our week and just give each other support and love. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm going to like ask a few friends if they want to do it. And I ended up not asking anyone. I just put a post on Instagram and then the program sold out in two days. The first oh, one and I was like, wow. I was like, <laughs> okay. Like it wasn't even like meant to like, you know, like it was just like be anything like that. Yeah. Yes. It was something I wanted to do for me. And I knew doing it with community was better and it, it would make me be accountable. And, and then it just turned into a program that my clients ended up loving and I wanted to sustain. Um, so yeah. <laughs> okay. So like, um, okay. My question is for, I, I know this before people listening, um, when people kind of say, I guess to surrender and kind of like let life flow, sometimes people who haven't tapped in like that yet are kind of like, well, that means I'm not like taking control of my life, you know, or I'm not like, I guess, putting enough effort into making things happen, if that makes any sense. Um, mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how can you speak to somebody who kind of is still like on that like wavelength? Because it is hard. It is hard to kind of like let things go and just be like, all right, God's got it. The universe got it. Spirit's got it. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, how would you explain to somebody what it means like to be in flow? And it's not like, it, and it, it's not to say that you're not putting in the work. You're definitely putting the work, but you know what I'm saying? Like explain it in that way too. Yeah. So I think it's all about balance and like in order for you to stay in balance, you have to have awareness. And so I think there's definitely things you have to work hard. There's goals, there's things you have to do on your end. And I think what it's really about is becoming clear on what's in your locus of control and what you need to do. And then once you've done everything under your control, then that's when you surrender because at that point you know you've shown up you've done what you needed to do yeah. in your capacity and that's all that's left i think people struggle when maybe they're procrastinating or not doing everything that they can do in their locus of control and then i think sometimes people like push too much right yeah. because when you push too much you're not leaving enough space for the divine to do the work right and there are no such things as coincidences in your life. And when you're just always on autopilot and go, go, go and do, 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 you're missing the moments where you just need to be. And then you miss the moments where the things, the signs, right, mm -hmm. that, that, give, that give you guidance on where to go next or what to do or the people that might show up that, you know, you're just going by with your plan. No, you, you, you miss the magic. Do. Like, that's where the magic is for real. Like, exactly. Yeah. And, and you have to also, like I said, you do have to work hard because when that opportunity comes, you need to be prepared to receive, right? Mm -hmm. so, so you need to be doing the work that's not, but it's also about knowing when you've done everything you can and having the faith to feel it, to see it, 
to know it's going to happen because once it does, you picked up on those signs and mm-hmm. you're right, right in alignment with the flow. Mm-hmm. This is like a weird, simple analogy, but I had a friend, um, this guy that I dated actually, like we would walk to different places. Like, let's say we're going to like the same lunch spot or whatever, you know, same walk, whatever. But he would be like, let's just go a different way just to see like what we could stumble across, what, whether it's a new place to eat or whether it's just like something else to like spark more, you know, interest mm-hmm. during the day. And like every time we would turn a new, like, turn a corner that was different than like the normal route we came across something like beautiful whether it's something that just for us to spark a different conversation or even just like something that like detoured our whole entire day or whole entire night into like a more magical and beautiful night like so I would kind of like compare it to that and I love doing like you know going for walks just being especially in New York City it's like you can come across all kind of stuff and all kind of people that it's just like you would never have came across if you were just like done it the exact same way that you knew how to do it like in autopilot mode so I would Absolutely. like compare it to something like that, which is I so love, dope. Yeah, I love that example. Exactly mm-hmm. what you said. Um, that's the way that we need to live life, right? And that balance because, you know, there's a plan. It's bigger than us. And so we have to, as humans, you have to put your ego aside and you don't know everything. And sometimes Yes, that's the thing. Go. Everybody thinks they know everything, especially these days. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Everyone thinks they know everything. It's crazy. Right, right. Um, Okay, so with 21 Day Shed, um, I was in the program. I actually want to do it again. I'm going to do it again mm-hmm. when it pops back up because I just like to do it. But um, <laughs> And I want to, like, get more out of it. I feel like during this time I was traveling a lot because it just happened mm-hmm. so fast. We met, and it's, I think it started the day that we met. So I want to definitely right. do it again. Um, but the physical movement. So I literally – so I, I've taken so many yoga classes and so many fitness classes, like, all kind of stuff. But, like, nothing has been like your class and I'm not just saying it I'm not gassing you I am gassing you up because I should but I'm not bullshitting so I'm trying to say like it's like it's like I get like an actual actual workout to where like my ass is hurting you know like I'm in pain a little bit but it's also like a spiritual thing to where like I think like there's only been like one or two sessions where when we're doing our savasana that I haven't like cried or teared up in a good way because I like in a good way though and the third thing is like I think even just the fact that you're like a black woman, like you're my age, like I've never had an mm-hmm. instructor that like even the music that you play that, you know, just the vibe mm-hmm. of it is just so mm-hmm. relatable and so like comfortable. And it's just like, it's not like a struggle to show up. You know what I'm saying? It's not, you know, when you're going to class, like, oh, I got to go to this class, whatever, blah, blah. Like it doesn't right. feel like that. I'm like excited to go to the class. So I really mm-hmm. want you to like talk about like, what's like your philosophy behind the way that you do your, do you do like your class? And um, it's about how, like movement connects to like the mind, body, and soul. And even just like the whole, like even like our hip chakras, all of that stuff that you, you know, have like, let me know about, like talk a little bit about that or a lot of it, however. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I'll start with the movement part. Um, So in our body, um, we go through experiences in life and it can be trauma. It can be great experiences, but through those experiences, there's an emotion that we feel. And if it's specifically trauma or some kind of emotion on that end of the spectrum, that might be fear, that might be sadness, um, we tend to get that energy in our body and it becomes stuck, right? So energy, I mean, emotion is just energy and movement, right? And so Mm -hmm. if an emotion comes in your body and you're not moving your body, then that energy will get stuck and eventually that causes disease, right? Mm -hmm. Um, There's a book called Anatomy of the Spirit. I forget the author. I'll put it in the um, description for them. Anatomy of the Spirit. Okay. Yeah. So um, 
for me, movement is key also for our mental health, right? Like we're healing and restoring ourselves, rejuvenating our body in the physical, but we're also affecting certain chemicals come in our body that help us just feel better, feel happier and more joyful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so movement, not only in terms of disease, but also like our mental capacity, which is like so important right now. And I notice for me, when I don't move my, bo- my body, like I do feel more depressed or just like not as on it in my life and mm-hmm. in a way that I want to be. So I know for me, when I go into a class, I want to move my body. I'm also really busy and you're a boss babe too. So I know yes. you're busy. Too. <laughs> so when I go to a class, I want to get my physical workout in. I want to move that stuck energy, the emotions inside of me so it can be released. Um, so I don't have any chakras that are closed. Um, I want to bring those endorphins in. So just so I'm in a higher place in life without doing other drugs, you know, but yeah. just like a, a natural high. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also felt like, you know, I want to connect spiritually. Like that's what I loved about yoga. But I felt like when I would go to yoga classes, the same like you, like there would be these white women teaching. I didn't feel like they can connect or relate to my life, my struggle, the things that the music that brings me joy, the movement that feels good in my body, Mm -hmm. right? Like the way my body is like their movement maybe didn't feel organic to me. Right. And so I feel like that was hard for me. Or I would go to a yoga class and I didn't feel like I got a workout in. Like it was a dope meditation. I'm relaxed, but then it's like, okay, now I feel like I need to go do a spin class or take a boot camp because I don't feel like I got my workout in. Um, and so I was like, for me, I wanted to create all of that in one. So like you're healing your body by restoring, rejuvenating your cells, you're clearing stuck energy so you can vibrate at your highest frequency. You are, you know, I pray right before, like when I get on my mat, I pray when I leave my mat, I connect to the divine on my mat. Um, so I'm spiritually being lifted in on a different frequency, um, and then also I'm getting a workout in. Like, I feel like I can drink my wine later and have my pizza and not yes. just to like eat and like drink wine, but like, I want to make sure I'm feeling good and I'm moving and I'm staying healthy and I can fit into my cute like jeans that I want to wear next week, you know, mm-hmm. like legit. So I was like, let me combine them. Like I love hit training, like high interval training and I love yoga. So I was like, let me fuse them by creating the format where we're connected to our breath, um, to the divine, we're moving our body. And it's also like a good workout. So you've gotten your sweat, you've burned your calories, you toned your body in 60 minutes, because this got stuff to do. Seriously, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's how I like came up with the format. And I wanted it to be fun. I'm like, working out is already hard enough. And it's like, I want to have fun when I'm working out I wanted to feel like a party if I can you know I want to be around people and share energy mm-hmm. like if there could be a DJ after a mimosa toast you know like oh yeah that's how is- that's how yoga brunch was it was a yes! party for sure it was late it was so fun <laughs> <laughs> yes. mm-hmm. so I'm like how can we bring joy in this because that's also how it will be sustainable. And like you said, you'll want to show up every day. Yes. I love that. Yes. So where can people find your classes and stuff like that? Do you want to like plug a little bit? And then of course we'll plug at the end too. Definitely. So um, right now I'm doing most of my work through the Instagram platform. So you can follow me at Melanie.Nicole and it's M-E-L-A-N-I-E dot N-Y-C-O-L-E. Um, and there I do on my post, a bunch, like when I'm teaching classes, um, my link tree, 
and in the future working on my website and things like that and mm-hmm. my Vimeo. So that's all in the works, hopefully by Christmas. Yes. Um, I'll have like an on-demand platform on Vimeo. But right now, Instagram will be the best way to get in contact with me if you want to try a class. Um, or join the next 21 day shed. Yes. And one thing mm-hmm. this, this just came to my mind. Um, a lot of people, well, I know certain people who they are kind of intimidated by yoga mm-hmm. and intimidated by, you know, showing up to class with, if I guess if people have like these, you know, what they see as like a beautiful body or desirable body, even though everyone's body is beautiful. Like, what would you say to those people who think that they can't do it because of like, you know, they're not in shape or they might, you know, just not feel comfortable with their body. And it's a very like, you know, body movement type of like vibe in there. So what would you, and then also people are scared of trying to balance and, you know, they don't like the poses and all that. What would you say to people like that? So the first thing is the class is made for all levels. And so, you, you know, during class, I give modifications because even if you are a mover, every day feels different. It right? does, so yeah. Someday I get on my mat and I'm like, one squat is not happening today. So <laughs> I'm just going to stand right here and hold my core in and press down in my feet, right? And so every day is going to feel different. And it's not about, um, number one, comparing yourself to anyone, right? Like we show up for us and we're only in competition with our own self in terms of where we want to go in our life. Um but I think the main thing is just showing up without the ego. And you can always have your camera off if that's what feels comfortable for you, especially on the online classes. Um, and then I think the other part is just like taking the chance. It's going to be messy on your mat. You might fall. You might not be able to do something, but that's how life is, right? Mm-hmm. So on your mat, you are meant to be challenged. You are meant to have to figure things out in the moment you are meant to some days have a terrible flow, right? Because how you process that and how you deal with that will teach you different skills when you're off your mat. And so it is going to look messy and we're all going to start no matter what you do. Like when you started riding a bike, you probably weren't the best, but when you show up every day for yourself, because you deserve that, then you make progress. And Mm -hmm. so it's about putting that ego aside it doesn't matter what you look like, what you feel like. You should want the best for you because you are divine. Yep. So make the choice to show up. And everything you learn on that mat is just a reflection of what's happening outside. And yeah. so it gives you those skills. That's one thing you always tell us. You're always like, commit to yourselves. You guys showed up today. And it, it really did. I'd be like, damn, I did show up today. Like, I'd be on my map, like, I really did that shit. I am proud of myself. And even if like I, I'm, I could be like, literally like, uh, I don't, I don't physically have it in me, but maybe mm-hmm. like 15 mm-hmm. minutes in, like it's all there, you know, it's like all a mind thing. Mm-hmm. It's just like, once you put yourself there in the position to do what you have to do in working out and in anything period, I feel like it can happen. Like it's, it's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So exactly, exactly. And like I said, you meet yourself where you are. It, it, be honest with yourself. Maybe you aren't feeling good with your body, or maybe that day is a rough day. Turn your camera off, right? Yeah, but then true. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it, a week and a week and a half from that day, you're all in it, and you got new workout outfits, and you want to have your camera on, you know. And mm-hmm. so it's it's just about meeting yourself where you're at at every moment of your life and showing up for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I always think about this because I question it with myself. I'm always like. Do I think too deep about things? Like, am I too frou-frou of a person or too, um, like, in the clouds or whatever, if that makes any sense? Like, do you ever think that, like, when you're, mm-hmm. like, maybe have conversations with, like, other people who might not really be into this or whatever? 
And if you do, like, how do you like combat those thoughts? I know they're not true, um, but have you ever thought that? I don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I feel like I did used to think like that. And I used to question myself and think I was just weird. weird. Like (laughs) no one, I was, I literally would think I was an alien. Like no Mm -hmm. one understood me or like, I just didn't really fit in. And like, and then I felt like me having those thoughts even because I might be in this different space on this different frequency or a little aloof or whatever it is. Um, having those thoughts of like feeling like that made me become small. And then I got to a place in my life where I'm like, I can't be small anymore. Like yeah. I love myself so much and I have to show up 100% every day as myself and being myself. And that also means accepting, accepting who I am yeah. and myself. And doing it with grace and with pride and like, you know, there's definitely things I, that we all need to work on, but like the qualities of yourself or the things that you're interested in, you stay true to that because, you know, like you said, the right people come to you, like you're into it and I'm into it. And like we met and we're helping each other. Exactly. Um, And so when you are living your truth, speaking your truth, then the right people, the right opportunities, the right career, the things that you want manifest and gravitate to you. So stay true to that truth. Very true. Okay, we're going to switch gears a little bit and we're going to go into um, attachment styles and talk a little bit about that. Um, I've been like looking into it like all summer, just looking into a lot of relationship and like love things because of the past like situation that I was in made me really be like, dang, like not that it was a bad thing at all, but just made me want to just like learn so much more about just the way like humans interact in like on a like romantic intimate level and stuff like that. So attachment mm-hmm. styles was one thing that I started to dive into. And you mentioned it in one of our 21 day shed means. And I was like, ah, I was like, oh my gosh, this really is my friend because nobody that I know just <laughs> casually mentioned like an attachment style thing. And I'm like, yes, like I love this. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to read over like quickly, like the different ones. And I feel like you read the book. I haven't read it yet. Um, and I just know a little bit about it. So we'll just have, I have a couple of questions about it and then we can just like talk about it from there. So okay. basically like attachment styles and you can just jump in whenever also mm-hmm. attachment styles is the way that you relate and bond to your intimate partner. Um, and it's most of the time developed at an early age. And there's like one, one style that's healthy, which is secure. So um, I'm going to read this out. It says infants who have their needs met, develop secure attachments. They're more likely to feel confident and trusting People who didn't have their earliest needs met or those who face adversity during that time may be less secure in themselves. They may also find forming intimate relationships difficult. So that's like secure versus versus insecure. So how would you describe a, describe a secure attachment? And then we'll go on to the next, next, next. And then we'll just talk about it. Okay. So mm-hmm. how would I describe, des- a, um, describe secure? Yeah. So I feel like from reading this book, mm-hmm. um, number one, I just want to say, anxious avoidant and secure none of them are good or bad they're just kind of where you are right in your life Mm -hmm. and you can always shift a little bit to be a different one you know based on the work that you put in or the partner that you choose can help you get there um but they're not good or one is bad got you it becomes good or bad when you're one type and you're dating someone that is the opposite type and it's like you're trying to fit a key in the wrong like whole, you know, yeah, and, like, and you guys aren't trying to help each other form right. to it's whatever about, type work. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. It's about compatibility, right? So yeah. Some, some, uh, some attachment styles are more compatible with others compared to, you know, so, okay. A sec- but a secure attachment person 
is someone that is basically secure, right? They feel comfortable with intimacy and sharing feelings without consistently stressing about it. Um, But at the same time, they know how to like show up for their partner. Like they know the balance of like intimacy, caring enough and not worrying too much. But at the same time, spending time with that partner and not being so avoidant. So if you want like, because avoidant people want independence more, right? They just, they think independence is more of a value than a relationship. And it's really mm-hmm. hard for And they, them. they feel safer there also, right? Exactly. Yeah. They feel safer there. So like, they usually sh- like struggle with like sharing feelings and um, just like, so they like to be independent and keep their feelings and emotions and things to themselves mm-hmm. more so. Mm-hmm. And then anxious is someone that really like obsesses over their relationship, loves spending time with their partner. Um, and they need to be with their partner a lot and they need to know their partner partner is accessible to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see how an avoidant person would not work with or work with an anxious because their needs are just different. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but a secure person can be with an avoidant person without taking things personal. Right. Like Got the you. secure person, the secure person knows that like, just because the person doesn't want to, the avoidant person doesn't want to spend every moment with them. It doesn't mean that that avoidant person loves them less. You know, the secure person just knows that, oh, that avoidant person just needs something a little different from me. And I'm also not, I don't need those qualities from them to feel love. Exactly. Like, like they know that, like they know that they are loved regardless of like, whether a person's being extra clingy or being far away, like they know that that person loves them because they're secure within like themselves yeah okay exactly yeah exactly and then there is the dismiss and avoidant would that be like so would you say that there's I've heard that there are different ones so dismissive avoidant and then fearful avoidant do you know like the difference between the two um I'm not too sure about those yeah specifically um it's just like you just know like avoidant um yeah but like dismissive what I'm thinking is like well, I think fear means like they're scared to get into anything yeah. because they're afraid that they're going to lose their independence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then what was the other one? Dismissive? And then dismissive, I feel like that's the one where they're just like, they, like that's one who feels comfortable just like not attaching to anything at all. Not because, mm-hmm. and it's like, they don't even like want to have that. I feel like fearful mm-hmm. avoidant people, they are scared because they that's what they want like they know that they might thrive better in a relationship or get attached to somebody but because maybe they've been hurt before like maybe like someone's been ripped away from them before they avoid that because you know they don't want to feel that pain again that's what I think is going on with that one so what what would you say that yours is and like how did you come to discover that and also do you think that with different this is I've always like been thinking about this with different relationships can you be a different style because I feel like sometimes in like mm-hmm. insecure relationships you might be a- an anxious preoccupied you know just because like mm-hmm. that person is making you like feel that way you know I don't know yeah so the first question that you asked I um, bought the book and I was reading it because I was my current partner we were going through a lot of ups and downs and so I was like maybe this can help me understand me more so I can help us you know Um, so um, so I got the book and I I read it in like a few days it was really easy read everyone should read it Um, because it not only helps you with your intimate relationships but your work relationships your family relationships Mm -hmm. it gives you some perspective Um, but so and in the book you take the quiz and when I took the quiz I 
my most points were in secure, but so my secure was 10 and my anxious was eight though. So my anxious wasn't that far from my secure. So for me, I would think I'm secure, anxious Mm -hmm. um, based on the numbers. My avoidant was one. I definitely know. I'm like that person. I want to like snuggle with my person. I want to talk to them all day. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so I'm not avoidant at all. I'm super affectionate and like lovey-dovey in that way. Um, And so I knew avoidant wasn't it. So that's how I found out. I took the test, which is in the book, if you get the book. And I mean, even before that, I kind of knew I was anxious, secure, just because of the things that were like coming up in my life. Um, And um, it just made sense to me. Um, And then what was the second question? Um, I said, like, how do you think it develops, whether it might be from child, like after reading the book and stuff like that, um, like, do you see it tracing back to anything in your childhood or anything like that? Or do you, how do you think that that actually develops on a personal level? Yeah, definitely. So like you said, I think we're, I think it's nurture and nature. And I think it's a combination of both. I think we are definitely born with an organic kind of attachment style that's within us. Um, But then I do think as a child, like what you said in the beginning, based on, especially in those early infant ages, what you received from your parent or the person who was around you um, kind of set the foundation for that attachment style when it comes to your, like what was happening in your life, your Mm -hmm. childhood traumas. Um, And so definitely I think for, especially I don't want to speak for a black brown community in whole, but like, I know my mom was working a lot. Right. And so I spent a lot of time by myself for like, you know, and so knowing, and I learned later on in life, my main love language is quality time. Mm. And so I feel like even as a kid, like I got a lot of gifts and things that my parents weren't necessarily around always to like, be there consistently to give me the quality time or, you know, that affection that I needed in terms of my relationships Mm -hmm. as a human. Um, and so I think definitely, and then from there, for some reason, I kept cho- choosing men that were avoidant. And so Same. that's something like, yeah, after reading this, I'm like, okay, I need to cl- go back there, like figure out something like why and that my past was I like, specifically, like going to men that um, were the opposite of what I was and what I needed, which in terms made me more anxious. And so I feel like, And back to your other question, yes, I feel like when you're in a relationship or just when you're working on yourself, your attachment style can shift and change. I think that like people that I guess aren't healed, like I I would tell you like an unhealed dismissive partner, like might kind of like um, what's like not yearn for, but might go towards anxious people because they do feel this void that they, you know, that they probably aren't even aware of them having. And, you know, it's kind of like an ego thing as Mm -hmm. well for certain people. Mm -hmm. So I feel like maybe unevolved people kind of go for what they can't have, which is a thing, you know, people always want what they can't have or like, so, and that creates a lot of like turmoil and stuff. But I think that that could be a thing too. Right. And then, but you also think about too, like a lot of people will choose partners that as a woman, maybe they're similar to your dad or as a yes, man, yeah, similar to it. your mom, yeah. mm-hmm. right? So we're just going off of like learned behaviors and connections that are from our past. And that's why I say it's so important to be present because you have to wake up and be present. And some of those things might work for you because they're learned, but then some of them might not. They might be more It's, it's like a repeat of like what didn't work and like what's like, you know, created like all of the trauma like that's within. It's just like a repeated thing. 
Exactly. And that's like generational trauma, right? And that's why you want to break the cycle to heal. So we're not passing on these same, we have to be present. So we're not passing it on to the next generation. And Mm -hmm. we're doing the work, which I'm so proud of our generation for just like doing a lot of this work. But so I was going to say, based on that, like, I feel like right now, my partner, he's definitely secure 100%. And because I'm with him, like, I'm starting to become more secure. Mm-hmm. Like I'm starting to go more in that direction. Um, you know, he's very consistent. He communicates, right? Like he lets me know he is there. He's not going anywhere. He is with me. So I don't feel like- The little you know, things anxious. that might happen, like it, it's like a personal thing against you. It's not, it's just, yeah. yeah. Or he's going to abandon me, right? Yeah. Because of like this little thing that and getting in my head and like repeating this this narrative that's not even like true right yeah that was my whole thing um with past relationships well not all of them but like the most recent it's like I would think that like little changes within that person was like them changing on me and then with that Mm -hmm. happening will make me start acting bad shit crazy not even crazy just like you know, maybe not even act like myself me being more anxious me being unsettled which then in return will just create a bad environment, which just can spin into just like a breakup or spin into just like, mm-hmm. a, a, like mm-hmm. bad communication and just people just not like, you know, like being on the same wavelength and stuff like that. So I totally right. get that. Yeah. Right. And so when you are anxious in the anxious attachment style, when things, when you're not getting what you, we need, we tend to um, start to have protest behavior, right? Mm. We start to act out because as anxious attachment once we feel like we're not getting what we need then a part of our brain shuts down basically like the um the what do you call it the not the emotional side the logical side right that part shuts down Mm. and then so we're just like stimulated and driving from the emotional side of our brain so even in that moment if we actually did know what we needed or want it's hard for us to communicate that because the part of our brain that is the communication part, the logic shuts down. It's like on flight or flight, just trying to keep this nigga. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> that's, literally, that's literally it. That's crazy. Absolutely. You said it the best way. Like, you could have said it better. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And we've all been there, right? No, seriously. Like, and you come out your character and you're doing things and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> and like maybe two days later, you're like, why did I do like, what yeah. was I like thinking? Um, but we weren't thinking in terms of the logical part of your brain. And so you were just not getting what you needed. And so you started this protest behavior to try to get what you need. And so if you're an anxious attachment style. The first thing it tells you to try to work on is just knowing that about yourself. So when you get into things or you're feeling off, knowing that maybe it's going to take you a day or two to get clarity so you can like identify what was really bothering you or what you really needed. And then the key to all of this, no matter what your attachment style is, is effective communication. So being able to identify what you need and then express your concerns and needs without assigning blame to the other partner and being very clear, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you can communicate that, then that's when you start the dialogue. And the first key is like awareness of all of that, mm-hmm. right? But effective communication can, no matter what your attachment style is, get you through and closer. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm the queen of like, 
spazzing maybe and then like two days later and, and I'm very very like self-aware <laughs> self-reflective obviously like that's just what I'm into okay. so like later I literally like like oh that was my ego talking it, you know it, mm-hmm. it wasn't I'm just going to mm-hmm. and I, I, I would know exactly like what went wrong but it's like sometimes it might be too late sometimes it might not be but I guess like what's really good is like what I'm learning now is like the partner that's for you is going to work with you on that like how like like you're saying like like your partner right now, like he's secure. Mm -hmm. He knows like what he wants and like, he's secure enough to help you like through whatever, you know, you guys need to work through. So that's, Mm -hmm. and, and not to waste my time or anyone else's time with somebody who doesn't even have the capacity to do that, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what it's like. What I'm learning is like relationships can be hard. They can be messy. Right. But it's about both people having the intention and showing up for themselves first and then showing up for the other person and staying impeccable and like keeping their word and just having like constant dialogue, you know? If you don't mind me asking, like, don't, you don't have to go into details at all, but like whenever I guess, because, you know, of course you date, it's like the honeymoon stage. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the representative is there. And then after, you know, the real person comes out and stuff like that, like, (laughs) What did that look like with you and your partner when you kind of your anxiousness like came out and he had and like, you know, you guys had to work with that, work on that together. Was it like, you know, like, was it like a simple, I'm sure it wasn't that simple, but I guess just how did that look communicating that to him and how did he respond? Like, what have you seen Mm -hmm. to work? What doesn't work? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like because I'm still working through things the way that I communicate might not be the best right yeah and, like the only reason it wouldn't like explode or like amplify is because he is very secure and grounded and calm and so <laughs> like I might send a text that's like yeah, yeah but he <laughs> knows like what I'm really feeling and what I really need mm-hmm. and so it's it's not about an ego fight it's not about it's just like okay and he knows me. This is where my girl is. This is where she's at. And I know, like, this is what she needs. And I, we're a team. He tells me that all the time. We're a That's team. That's a king he's right like, there. He's a king. <laughs> yeah. He's like, we're not here. Again, you know, babe, I'm on your team. And I'm here for you and to help you. And, like, to just start anything like that just also knows, like, where his intentions are. And so just having someone, honestly, be patient. Because you can also have someone that would react and meet you with your energy. And then it just keep spiraling and like not a good place yeah. um and so also like even when we're not in those moments he's so proactive like one of the things he's helped me do is add meditation to my life because I am very fiery like I'm a Sag sun I'm a Leo moon I have a lot of energy I'm sad well, I'm a Leo moon and- too that's crazy <laughs> yes yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what I mean mm-hmm. right like the meditation is something that is important and like you know, him being proactive and giving me those tools, not even when we're just going through things, but like, babe, like, I really think meditation would like really help you or work for you. And then like me adding that makes me more aware of myself and how I am treating and re and to the people around me that I love, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but I feel like most of it is like talking through, like, I'm that person in the partnership where I like want to run away and I'm like, I'm out, I'm leaving. Yeah. Like, da, da. And then he's taught me like, stop like you can't run like don't run like I'm here with you I never run I'm here and like I want to talk let's talk about it I'm not gonna you know and just being persevering about let's talk through it yeah and a calm like not you know sometimes we can get passionate but in a productive 
way where we're approaching it um, from a, a good mm-hmm. place, you know? Yeah, I feel like a lot of the problems, like, in relationships is really the fact that we don't know, like, what, like, the other person is, like, thinking or doing or even, like, what their intentions are. It's, like, so many layers to things and we don't take the time to, like, sit, because it is very uncomfortable, like, so we don't mm-hmm. take the time to sit down and really just, like, dig into those things, especially, like, if it's a new relationship, like, people don't be giving a fuck. He's <laughs> like, all right, I'm out of here. This, I, right, I'm done right. with this. But I love that you guys are, like, actually actively working through that. That's, like, beautiful yeah. to hear. We, like, we try not to go to sleep um, and a fight or, like, n- being mad at each other. If we're going through things, we try to talk. But we also respect each other's boundaries because there's sometimes where it's just, like, I'm not ready to talk about this or I'm still processing how this made me feel, you know? So I might need a, a day or two. And, but when I'm ready, no, I'm going to come back and we will talk about it. You know, it's mm-hmm. knowing that like, we're here, we're on a team together and to be depend, we can depend on each other even, and we can depend on each other to communicate what we need and when we need it. And we know that we're moving it, like we're trying to go in the same direction, mm-hmm. you know? One thing I found that helps out is like having, even from the beginning, if you know someone that you're intentionally dating, like having like check-ins, you know, like every so like two weeks or so, whatever, even if it's like at dinner, if it's like I'll just show on the couch, like have a check-in, not when things are always bad, but just normally on like, where's, mm-hmm. where's your head at? Where's my head at? What have you been feeling? Is there anything that happened that, you know, might've just made you think too much, rub, rub you the wrong way? Like those are really, really good to have. Like, I think I'm going to continue to do that. I've started to do that. Yeah. But yeah. I love that. Like, I feel like we've organically been doing that, but I love how you said that because then it can be something on my mind. Like if I feel like if this, if this organic stops, like then I can come back to being like, okay, like maybe we should have these check-ins. Yeah. And then even just like checking in for good things, like, like for like a positive enforcement, like, like positive reinforcement, just like affirming that, you know, what you're feeling is what you're feeling good or bad. So Right. I love that. Instead of like being reactive, like you said, being proactive. Yeah, and it's like assuming things amazing. and creating all kind of narratives in our heads that we like to do, <laughs> like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. I love that. Exactly. Um, let's see. Is there yeah. anything else that you want to share with the people? Um, I feel like we've covered a lot of things, and I feel like I can just have you back for different topics, honestly. <laughs> um <laughs> But overall, I feel like we've covered everything to do with you and your work and um, everything mm-hmm. that I feel like personally, like why I wanted you on the podcast. And then, of course, attachment stuff. But if you have anything else that you want to share, it could be a tidbit. It could be literally anything. Yeah, um, I just want to thank you for just creating this space for us to connect and share our thoughts, our feelings, our stories to, you know, help other people. So gratitude to you. Thank you. I'm just excited to see this continue to evolve because you're a natural at it. You were made for this. Oh, thank you. Yay. <laughs> yeah. So this that was my first thing. And just um our wellness, especially as black people right now, is more important than ever. Mm, yes. And it's so important that we fill ourselves up and you know I say this during class all the time our cup has to be overflowing for us to give to other people um and there's so much healing happening because the world needs us generations behind us need us generations ahead of us need us it's our time to step up and so we have to take care of ourselves um and you know lean on our ancestors and Mm -hmm. their wisdom um and do what we need to do right now so we can vibrate 
so high where we can continue to pull up more people. Um, yeah. So just like, you know, I'm in, of service to share anything with you guys. So please use me as a resource. Um, and that's pretty much all. Yes. That reminded me of um, <laughs> the session that we did um, right after Brianna Taylor's like uh, case, the indictments of like that. Remember that session? Mm-hmm. That was so beautiful. Like that was the first mm-hmm. time I ever tapped in to think about like, honestly think about although like, I'm not like my parents are from Kenya and I'm first generation mm-hmm. so I have like a different you know like view on everything but I definitely I'm seen as black I was raised like all my friends are black you know you know what I'm saying so it was the first mm-hmm. time I ever like tapped into like the whole ancestor thing and even and more so like the future and like the past and how like mm-hmm. we are here in the present and, like how much power I'm about to, I'm saying mm-hmm. like how much power that like that actually holds like and yeah, like yeah. what and what am I gonna do with it you know like I have yeah, the power yeah. to like basically mm-hmm. like help my future mm-hmm. and also like all the mm-hmm. prayers of like my mom my dad like what they wanted to mm-hmm. do like to like transcend that as well and that's like if you yeah, think about like after. the way that you move every day like that it's like yeah you, yeah. you can do anything right so absolutely because yeah. we're divine and we are you and when you and when you wake up every day and you know that and you feel it in your body, your soul, your everything, then you move with it's intention. It's a different type of power, yeah. It really yeah. is. So you move with intention. And so um we need that. You know, there's so many forces that are against us and trying to just dehumanize our communities in which because they they see our light, they see our divine, they see our persistence, they see that we carry you know, the wisdom from our ancestors, the strength, and, you know, and I'm not just talking about my African-American ancestors in the U.S., but at some point, I am from Africa, too, you know, my Mm -hmm. and so it's just, like, you know, Beyonce talks about this, like, Ashe, like, Queen of Shun, right, like, our ancestors are with us, and they, they are laying it out where we're, we come from love, and we are unstoppable, and it's, like, we gotta tap into that power, because, I mean, there's this, what we're going through right now is like history. Okay. It is literal <laughs> history. It really is. So it really makes you think like, what are you like, are, like, what do you want to do with it? Me personally, and even asking like my friends, just like, you know, people who I hold accountable, like, what are you going to do in this moment? Like we're in a pandemic along with like everything else going on. This is like a crazy time in history. And it just, you can either let it give you power or you can let it like break you down. You know what I'm saying? So Kenny, let me tell you, there is only one you. There will only be one you. You are a handmade from God, the divine, the stars, everything. Yeah. And so for there to only be one you, and you're here right now in a time where nothing like this has ever happened, mm-hmm. there is there's a reason for that. And mm-hmm. like you said, there's a gift and there's something you're supposed to give and serve and do. And and that just shows how powerful you are yes. how special you are oh my god yeah. love it oh my god okay <laughs> all right thank you so much love you this was amazing you're welcome now that you're love in brooklyn you we definitely have to hang out after you get settled in everything yes for sure. this is like my first night sleeping in my apartment so oh that's I'm exciting gonna, yes i'm gonna have a glass of wine i have my little public candle going right yes. now yes so uh, <laughs> yes have a good night um i'll send thank you, you all the uh like promotional stuff and all that type of stuff uh probably like sunday or monday morning um but yes thank you so much have a good okay. weekend